Welcome to Coffee with the Fathers, the podcast where we allow the fathers and the saints of the church to speak for themselves. In just a few minutes each episode, their transcendent wisdom will awaken us spiritually to grow in love of Jesus and his church. As we wake up and sip some of our coffee this morning, we're going to be hearing from a treatise on the Trinity by St. Hilary, and this is titled The Father's Gift in Christ. St. Hilary of Poitiers, Poitiers, actually, that's it's a French term, and I don't say it correct. I even looked up the pronunciation on Google, and I'm not saying it right, but Poitiers, Hilary of Poitiers, he was a bishop from, uh, uh, well, he was born in 315 and died in 368, and he was titled Doctor and uh, Doctor of the Church and Church Father, and he was referred to as the Hammer of the Arians because he fought the the heresy of Arianism that taught that Jesus was not divine, which is also seen in our world today. And the Athanasius of the West, some people referred to him as his his name comes from the Latin word for hap- happy or cheerful. So again, this is Saint Hilary, and we're going to be hearing from him, uh, titled "The Father's Gift in Christ." Our Lord commanded us to baptize in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In baptism, then, we profess faith in the Creator, in the only begotten Son, and in the gift which is the Spirit. There is one Creator of all things, for in God there is one Father from whom all things have their being, and there is only one begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things exist. And there is one Spirit, the gift who is in all. So all follow their due order, according to the proper operation of each. One power, which brings all things into being. One Son, through whom all things come to be. And one gift of perfect hope. Nothing is wanting to this flawless union. And Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is infinity of endless being, perfect reflection of the divine image, and mutual enjoyment of the gift. Our Lord has described the purpose of the Spirit's presence in us. Let us listen to his words. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I go, I will send you the advocate, and also I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you that things, the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what, from what is mine. From among many of our Lord's sayings, these have been chosen to guide our understanding, for they reveal to us the intention of the giver, the nature of the gift, and the condition of its reception. Since our weak minds cannot comprehend the Father or the Son, we have been given the Holy Spirit as our intermediary and advocate 
to shed light on that hard doctrine of our faith, the incarnation of God. We receive the spirit of truth so that we may know the things of God. In order to grasp this, consider how useless the faculties of the human body would become if they were denied their exercise. Our eyes cannot fulfill their task without light, either natural or artificial. Our ears cannot react without sound vibrations, and in the absence of any odor, our nostrils are ignorant of their function. Not that these senses would lose their own nature if they were not used. Rather, they demand objects of experience in order to function. It is the same with the human soul. Unless it absorbs the gift of the Spirit through faith, the mind has the ability to know God, but lacks the light necessary for that knowledge. This unique gift, which is in Christ, is offered in its fullness to everyone. It is everywhere available, but it is given to each man in proportion to his readiness to receive it. Its presence is the fuller, the greater a man's desire to be worthy of it. This gift will remain with us until the end of the world and will be our comfort in the time of waiting. By the favors it bestows, it is the pledge of our hope for the future, the light of our minds and the splendor that irradiates our understanding.